Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So good to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of TSL is working with our students. Like day in, day out, we've literally helped thousands of students to build and grow their speaking business and to share their message with the world. And I am thrilled that you have the opportunity to hear from some of them during our monthly student highlight series. Because one of the things you're going to find is their stories are going to offer really insight and, and hope no matter where you are in your speaking career. We're going to talk about exactly what they've done, how they've built their business and some of the results that they're seeing. And so for this series, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to hand the mic to one of our coaches who are in the trenches every single day, helping our students to gain the confidence, the clarity, and that clear path that they need to their very hey, own everyone, speaking Mary Alice success. Here, I know you're going to love hearing from and learning from these students. So uh, let's get right into it. the Speaker Enjoy. Lab podcast. It's a true honor to have the opportunity to introduce you to some of our amazing students. And I promise you're going to learn so much from their experiences and be inspired by their perseverance and success. Today, it's my privilege to introduce you to Marcin Sonic. Woohoo! I'm so excited to be talking to you today. I know you're coming in from Minnesota, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you and for you to share your story. I know you're going to inspire so many people who are listening. You know, we have a wide range of listeners, people who are in the speaker lab like yourself or graduated like yourself and other people who are just like checking us out, wanted to know, like, does this really work? And so we love uh, introducing our students to our audience because it's your stories that really prove that this works, especially when you work it. So tell us. Tell us all the things. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? What do you speak about? All the good stuff. All right. Great. Um, yeah. So like you said, I live in Minnesota and um, I started with the Speaker Lab about a year ago. And so relatively new to the to the system and everything. Um, I came in as a new speaker. So I, I didn't have a speaking business prior to joining the um, Speaker Lab. And um, what I speak about is I talk to people about communicating in a more positive way, which leads to improved job satisfaction satisfaction and ultimately contributes to a more engaging work environment. So I mostly speak to corporate employee groups, young professionals, um, those types of groups. Um, so yeah, just overall, I, um, I'm, like I said, new to the process. Yeah, that's no, it's really awesome. How did you, how did you land on that problem to solve? 
Yeah, so, um, you know, about 12 years ago, I found myself learning how to co-parent for my son, who was four at the time. And through that process, I learned how to communicate in a positive way, like even in difficult situations. And obviously, specifically in that situation, I learned how to communicate constructively and effectively with my ex-husband. And at one point, it dawned on me that if I could learn to communicate in a positive way with my ex-husband, I certainly could use some of those same insights to communicate better with people at work. And so I put um, positive communication into practice at work and um, shared some of these insights with other people at work who would come back to me and say, wow, this is really interesting and really helps. And um, as I reflected on my career later on, I realized that was when I had some of my most successful time is when I put those um, insights um, kind of to work for me. And so what I decided is, you know, I'm sure other people could use this. And, you know, how do I want to share this? And initially, I was thinking of a book that I would write a book. And um, but like everyone kind of struggled with that and exactly how to do that. And then one day I saw a Facebook ad and it was Grant Baldwin talking about how he was going to have a live event talking about the speaker lab. And I thought, well, jump on and just kind of see what this is all about. And it was a switch for me, um, just listening to him talk about the need for speakers and, and that he has a process to help you get into it. I knew it was the right decision for me. So I uh, signed up and the process kind of helped me develop the idea. And um, so now that's what my keynote is about. Yeah, I love that. So, so can you give us a little insight? Like what's one um, communication trick that you learned dealing with your ex-husband, bringing it into corporate, and now you're teaching that to other people? What's, give me one of those. Maybe I could use it. Okay, <laughs> sure. You know, I think the, the key is to always um, put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand that um, you have you have the power to make all communication positive communication. It's it's about wanting to and having the desire to. And so for um, in, in dealing with my ex-husband, it was really about understanding that even when um, we were communicating about something that we didn't agree, I always had to remind myself not to go into it wanting to win. You know, a lot of times we go into communicating, especially in difficult situations where we think someone has to win and someone has to lose. And one of the things I talk about is when you go into a mindset of how can we all win, it changes how you deal with another person and how you communicate. And so I think that was a big key in um, in helping me to develop, especially with this keynote and how it can help in work situations too, because a lot of times you're you're working with people that you don't see eye to eye with, and you get into kind of a power struggle. But if you change the dynamic, it can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, no, it's really powerful, and especially like in 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 companies, like communication is is so critical when you have multiple departments all working towards the same mission. Um, what, what's like one tip when you're, so like if somebody's listening and they're like, Oh, I wish my, I wish my boss would listen to me more. Um, you know, thank God this is not my problem. I love my boss, but you know, like I wish my boss would listen to me more. Is it sometimes what we're wishing for 
sometimes we actually have to do the same thing. Is it one of those situations? Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, you nailed it. So one of the things that I talk about too, is that um, we often, when, again, when we're communicating something, we think that of course our idea is the greatest thing and that everybody should feel that same way. And a lot of times when things don't go well, it's because we have set expectations that aren't realistic or are maybe aren't taking the other person's perspective into consideration. So when you're talking to your boss and you think, I do not understand why they just got so upset about that or why they don't under, they don't see it my way. I um, talk about take a step back. You know, when you feel the conversation, you can always feel when a conversation is going a little sideways. Um, and so when it is, find a way to take a break and maybe even um, step back from the conversation and see if you can come back later because it'll give you an opportunity to think through what about this maybe didn't resonate. You know, maybe it was that you brought it up at a time that that's not what your boss planned to talk about. Or, you know, maybe your boss was having a bad day, right? (laughs) There's a lot of things that can go into it. So I think, you know, from the perspective of just always taking time to step back and think about it from the other person's perspective and what might be going on that's impacting the conversation um, that, that you may not have thought of initially. Yeah. I find um, listening is probably one of the biggest issues, right? We're always thinking what our next thought or what our next comment's going to be. And so we're actually not listening to what the person's saying. Um, One of the techniques I use is I'll like, especially when I'm coaching, because it's really important to listen when you're coaching, I will have a, a notepad and a pen and paper in front of me. And I'll make sure that I'm writing down the students, what they're saying. It might not be the whole sentence, but it'll be the key critical things so that I could process, ask a better question and hold the space and then really, really listen. Because if I'm just responding, then I'm actually not listening. I'm just, I'm just responding. And I've already processed that without even knowing. Exactly. And that that process of writing down is disrupting yourself from thinking about what you're going to say next and really helps you focus on listening. That's a great point. Yeah. So take some notes, tell your boss, I'm going to take some notes because I really want to listen to what you have to say. <laughs> and we all love to be listened to, right? I mean, it, it lets you feel seen and heard. And, um, I, I think that's probably where a lot of communication falls off. It's just this lack of listening and too much talking. So a little silence is not a terrible thing, right? Very true. Yes. Now that you're, you're, you've taken this, like you're another great example of, um, of like your next great speaking business. So your, your speaking business could be right under your nose. Like for you to take this from a situation that was probably a little stressful at the time and see, Whoa, wait a minute, there's something here. So I think that's really powerful. And for those who are listening that say, I love to speak. I just don't know what I would speak about. It's possibly right in front of you. You just have to take that step back like Marcine has and say, you know, this could really impact this population of people or corporations or or what have you. So love that. Love that. Love that. So now that you're out there and you're, you're speaking, you're getting in front of corporations, you're talking about the power of communication. What kind of impact do you feel like you're having? What are you seeing? 
Well, I think, you know, one, um, an experience that I actually just had a few months ago that um, really kind of put it into perspective for me um, and made me realize that I'm doing the right thing was that um, I had someone contact me because they were having a teacher appreciation um, event. And this was obviously, you know, what we call post-pandemic, which a lot of teachers are still dealing with that. Um, But but she had contacted me because she said her teachers really needed an energy boost and um, they were just exhausted. And she said that she had seen something on my website that really resonated um, with what she felt the teachers needed. And she said, I saw the phrase, um, learn to make lemonade from life's lemons. And in my chemo, keynote, I talk about how we we have a lot more, like I said, control over our communication than we realize. And we have the power to make interactions with other people positive. And um, so I use an analogy of having a lemon in your hand. And when you're interacting with someone and you kind of feel the, the conversation going sideways or the interaction, you have a choice to make that you can either leave it a lemon and it'll probably leave a sour taste in your mouth, um, or you can do some of the things I talk about and choose to make lemonade of that lemon. And with this group of teachers, I talked about how important it is for them because they have little ones listening to them and they really feed off of their energy. And if they demonstrate that positivity and choose to make lemonade, they're going to create an atmosphere for everyone. And it becomes a positive environment for everyone. And then about a week after the event, the organizer sent me a thank you note. And she was telling me how often she hears the teachers that when something happens that's maybe negative or someone is having a bad day, that another teacher will say, now are you going to choose to make lemonade today? And that just warmed my heart, right? Because that's when you know that you're not only um, communicating something that resonates, but they're able to take it back and use it in their day-to-day life to make the day a little better, hopefully. So that was um, one point when I got that feedback that I thought I'm doing the right thing. I'm, I'm making a difference. No, that's so awesome. I really, I really, really love that because, you know, we take a risk, we, we build these businesses and, and you don't know, you don't know if people are going to be, you know, picking up what you're putting down with all of this. And so to get that feedback, it's motivation. It's motivation to keep working the business and and get in front of people. Um, love that for you. So, so tell me now that you went through the, the program, you went through our elite booked and paid to speak program. Um, you, you got all the resources, you have the speaking business. What, what do you do on the daily to, to work the speaking business and nurture it? Yeah. So, you know, I think the biggest part of this is, is that, you know, I, I, I really leaned into when Grant talks about, look, the speaker lab is easy in terms of it takes you through the steps. That part is easy, but you still have to do the work. And so what I committed to from the beginning is that um, going through the program and I've, I've gone through that. And so now what I do on a daily basis is um, each evening, depending on the day, you know, what's going on in my life, I um, commit one to two hours to the process. And so um, most nights it means that I am, um, you know, filling my pipeline, looking for new leads, reaching out to people that um, um, that I have maybe communicated with before but need to follow up. So definitely on a daily basis, um, 
working on the pipeline. That's key. Um, the second part is um, that I that I do is um, I try to develop um, content. And I did develop a content calendar at the beginning of the year just to kind of help me stay on task. Um, but just developing content that I can use on my Twitter feed and on my website. And, um, and even times I've found that as I'm maybe taking one aspect, so I talk in my keynote about four key insights. And so there's maybe something that I come across that I'm like, oh, that that actually would fit nicely to add to that insight. And so um, I'll maybe develop um, a blog post for that. And then also go take a look at my keynote to see, is that something that I want to work into that? So I'm always kind of honing and working on content in general. And that way, when I get um, a new contact or someone wants me to speak, and they maybe have um, maybe their audience is something there's is a little different than who I've spoke to before, so I need to do some adjusting. I've got lots of of um, content that I can review and um, use to really uh, tailor it to that audience. So those are the things that I am doing on a daily basis just to keep working um, the business side of it. Um, And then as well as just, you know, the other thing too that I didn't give as much credit to in the beginning that I do now is just always reaching out to people I know and, you know, and asking them, hey, you know, let me know if you hear of anybody, you know, looking to speak or um, need any help with anything. I I, um, have turned the four key insights into a a training program as well, you know, those kinds of things. Because one thing too is with the people that you know, you maybe mention it to them and then you you don't mention it again in several months. And sometimes the opportunity is there and they kind of forget, right? So I try to on a regular kind of touch base with um, people I know as well and kind of remind them what I'm doing too. So just kind of working on it day to day. Yeah, it's so important. You know, um, you're first of all, star student, well done. Um, but it is so important to remember that there's, there's, uh, multiple aspects of a speaking business, right? You have the art of speaking, you have the entrepreneurship of owning a speaking, a speaking business and, and the things that you need to do, the systems and processes that you need to do to nurture that business. Uh, but one of the things that is often overlooked is the last point that you made connecting with people that you know, that they're, they're in your network, the neighbor that you've lived next door for 15 years that can get you in front of your first audience and will happily get you in front of your first audience, especially if you let them know what you're doing. Um, but just reaching out to people and saying, Hey, just want to update you. I, I went through this speaking professional speaking program. Uh, I, I know what I'm doing now and I honed in on my message and I I'd love, you know, do you or anyone, you know, uh, need someone to come and speak about this topic. And here, here's some of the transformations this talk can offer. Like so many people are like, Oh, I'm so glad you reached out. I totally want to introduce you to my, my best friend from home, you know? So yeah, we often get in our head, right? And we think, you know, that's the other thing that's talked about a lot with the speaker lab is that you're going to have these moments where like, who do I think I am, right? And in in continuing to reach out to people, it does help with that too, because it, it kind of feeds your energy. And I think to that point, the other thing that I do um, on a weekly basis is 
um, continue to keep in touch with some of the groups through the speaker lab. Um, you know, there's the weekly um, group meetings and things like that, because that also really helps with um, that little doubt that can sneak in, right? And when you're talking to people who are kind of going through the same thing on a regular basis, it kind of keeps that at bay. And um, that's a huge part of it too, is is really staying in the right mindset and um, staying positive. Yeah. I mean, because you do have to have a level of uh, audaciousness, right? To put yourself out there. You have to have that audacity to be like, no, I'm, I am really good. You want me on your stage. <laughs> so, you know, it almost feels that way. Confidence is important. Yeah, very important. And believing in yourself and the self-worth and the impact that you bring is is really critical to this process. Um, and it can ebb and flow when you've gotten five no's or 30 people who haven't responded. And let's be honest, that's the reality of this business. This is a relationship building business and it takes time. It takes quite some time, especially if, you, if you're, you know, cold, cold lead. But when you stay plugged in to a community of speakers who are in the trenches, they're in the front line doing the same thing. It really is inspiring, you know, to hear, wow, this person, I thought I was a rock star. I reached out to 10 people this week. This, this person reached out to a thousand, like I need to earn my game. Right. So you do have those, those motivations and inspirations to stay in it and also check yourself. Like you might think you're doing a lot, and you might think you're, you're crossing off all the boxes. And then you go to one of those focus group meetings and you're like, oh, wow, totally forgot about that. Totally forgot about that. You know, just something you didn't think of, right? Like someone might, you know, talk about something that I didn't even think of that. I should, you know, check into that. So yeah, it's just a really great source of inspiration. And to your point um, of uh, kind of an energy boost and, and kind of keep you motivated to work on it. So I know like you're, you, um, went through the program, your speaking business is growing, but there's also other things that are developing from, from this. So talk a little bit about that. Cause that's, that's another side effect of all of this, right? It's like, as all of this gets defined and you could crystally, crystally clear, is that a word? Crystal clear. <laughs> you could see where this is going. All of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I could do this. I could also do this. So, so where, where's that all at? Yeah. So, and, and that's the business side, right. Of a speaking business that, you know, I always say before doing the speaker lab, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. And so, um, that aspect of it is things like, you know, like I said, with my initial idea, it was a book. And as I was, um, kind of working on that, I was kind of, I was struggling, right. Because that feels like, um, a, a huge thing that it's like, how do you even do that? And that is something that was covered in, you know, in the coursework too. And um, so that is something that I did finish. I have a book now that I um, can use um, in my, um, in, in when I'm doing training. And then also like when I do keynotes to, to sell or sometimes do giveaways and things like that. So that was a huge plus. It, it just kind of gave me the resources and um, the courage to, to finish it. So uh, the book is is one aspect of it. Um, another aspect is, you know, as I said, I, I started off with doing a keynote. And as I developed the keynote, you know, mine is around four key insights. And um, then, you know, through the program, they talk about, you know, you're not always going to get a keynote. Sometimes you have to start with doing, um, you know, some of their sessions or things like that at conferences to get your foot in the door. And so in thinking through that, 
I've developed um, some training sessions with those four key insights. So I can offer that, that if someone says, well, we already have our keynotes booked, then I'll typically follow up and say, well, do you have all of your, um, you know, your breakout sessions um, booked as well? I've got some different things that I can offer there. So, um, you know, those are two areas that I never even thought about. Um before going through the speaker lab. And now you just really, like I said, look at this as a business. And like any business, you're always looking for new revenue streams. And that's what those are, right? Is um, finding different ways to get your message out there to, you know, and and with both of those things too, what it does is it um, helps build credibility too, you know, and that's really important, of course, um, as you're building a speaking business. So, um, you know, those are just a couple of things that, I hadn't even thought about, didn't know what I didn't know. And the process, because I embraced the process, um, it, it kind of showed me those, um, those paths. And, and I've taken those to really create a business. I'm not just a public speaker. I have a, a speaking business. Yeah, I love that. You touched on something there that I think is really powerful. Uh, we have a lot of students that come in and they'll say, well, what do you mean I need more than one talk? Like, this is all I talk about, right? And so it could, it could feel really overwhelming, right? And so you have these four insights. What are the four insights? So the four insights is, um, number one, taking uh, understanding the resources you have available and how to use them. Um, understanding that um, sometimes you may be able to do it, but you need to ask yourself, should you be doing it? Um, understanding how grace and gratefulness plays into communicating in a positive way. And then um, understanding how being um, how being present in the moment kind of plays into um, communicating in, in a positive way. Um, so those are, are the four key insights that um, are kind of the basis of my keynote. But... Um, I, I a lot of times have to adapt a little bit. You know, the, the example that I talked about with the teachers, that was a, a perfect example because for one, um, she wanted a 20 minute talk instead of my full is 45 minutes. And, um, and, and a key to understanding, you know, what people need, right, is that um, I talked to her ahead of time, found out what, you know, what she was hoping to get out of the keynote. And then I was able to, um, you know, pare down, really pull out what what messages I felt would work for that audience. Um, but overall, it's really about having a foundation and then being open to um, to evolving it, you know, when you need to, because you're going to have people, not everybody's going to want the exact same keynote. And, you know, depending on what their theme is, there might be aspects of your keynote that really resonate um, and that you need to, you know, kind of blow that out more versus the whole thing. And, and the teacher appreciation one was an example of that because the role that grace and gratefulness plays into it was kind of what I leaned into, um, knowing that they kind of needed an energy boost and things. So, um, yeah, you, you know, you, you have your initial idea. 
but you need to really stay open. And um, I think, you know, that's one thing we talk about this in the creative industry that, you know, you don't get married to your idea, right? Because you have to be willing to adapt. And I think that's the thing is you, you have your core message, but always be open to evolving it and, um, and making sure that it resonates with who you're, you're talking to. So you've got to be willing to adapt it. Yeah. And, and that's part of the art of speaking. And it's something we go into often because there's no guarantee of how long a keynote's going to be. And so knowing your content is really important. Uh, the other thing that you were mentioning way earlier when we were, were talking um, about like having, having content and tweaking things and constantly, it's kind of like clay, right? You're constantly molding it and shifting it and changing it and gathering um, more content, right? And, and the more you speak, the more you're going to do that. We always say, keep a story bank book, you know, keep a file that's your story bank. So every time, like you could tell that lemon story when you're talking about the lemon, you know, like how the teachers now, right. That'll probably be added to some of your talks when it's appropriate. Um, but being able to say, oh yeah, I, I, I could do a, a 20 minute talk, ah, you know, <laughs> but you can now, right. Because you have these four things and you could just splinter them out. The other thing too is you could also take those four components and go deep dive into a workshop. So you're looking at your keynotes, 45 minutes. Well, how do you take each, each section and really go deeper on each one and workshop those areas? And so I love how you've looked at your business and said, okay, here's the foundation, but I can make this 20 minutes. I can make this four hours. I could, I could do so many different things with this. Really awesome. What you just mentioned, too, reminded me of, of something that um, I recently got a request. So, of course, doing more and more virtual type events and with virtual ones, um, because you can, um, a lot of times they would like you to interact more with the audience. And so that is something that with my key insights, I've developed them to also have, you know, some exercises, if you will, that I can interact with the audience um, with too. Now, that's something that I never um, thought about in the beginning, but because that was something that um, that was requested for a virtual event. Now I've built that out. And to your point, I have that in my arsenal now. So if someone needs um, some interaction or anything like that, I've got some uh, tools to use for that as well. So yeah, it's just always thinking about different ways, all, all of the different ways that you might be presenting your information and what would make it better and what might make it more interactive and um, resonate with people, I think is the key to that. I could definitely see you doing some like role playing for the communication type of things that could be really powerful. Love that for you. Um, so here you are the book. I, I think it's really impressive and we, we haven't even like really honed in on it, but I have to, you just watched some of the resources that we had in our dashboard and wrote, wrote your book. Honestly, you know, I kind of, I had an outline written before and I'd kind of written a few chapters and things like that, but I just didn't know how to organize it. And one of the things that's talked about is, um, a tool called Scrivener. I think that's how you say it. Um, and basically it's kind of like, um, uh, Microsoft word, except for it's, um, 
specifically designed to write a book. And so it kind of helps you organize the chapters. And as I started, I really kind of used my keynote as an outline and made each section a chapter and then kind of added to it. And, um, and, and that tool kind of helped me organize it so that it just kind of flowed out of me a lot um, quicker. Right. And um, so, yeah, so where, like I said, I'd been thinking about it for probably three years. Once I found that tool and worked on it, I got it done within probably four months. So it was, yeah, it was really exciting. That's, that's really cool. It's very impressive. It's a great accomplishment. Congrats. Yeah, that's huge. So when is it going to be officially out or is it? So I self-published it. So I do have it. It's on my website. Um, so yeah, yeah. So it's, it's out there. I haven't, um, I kind of wanted to put it out there. And then, um, like I said, you know, you're always evolving and, and, um, finding new information and things like that. So I'm going to, um, in the fall, I plan to add to it. I'm, I'm kind of, um, finding some new ideas and things like that. And then I think at that point I'll probably publish it, um, more broadly. What's the name of the book? Um, choose to make lemonade. Oh, there you go. I love it. That's really great. Well, congrats. That's that's really um, such an accomplishment. Um, and I'm sure like so many people listening, uh, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like a lot of people are not building their speaking businesses because they think they have a book. And you prove the point that no, you could you could go for it. And the book will come or not. Maybe you'll decide not to write a book. A lot of people have done that too. Yeah, it's about, you know, it's not about anyone. When we talk about the public speaking business and the things that I've talked about, it's not about any one of those. It's about you have a message that you want to get out there and you work through that and the rest really does kind of come, right? You know, as you go through the process, you'll you'll figure out if you need a book or if you need a blog or those kinds of things. And what I found is that, a part of it is is kind of going through the process helped me to let go of what I thought I needed to do. And I let the process work and it, it kind of flowed. You know, I, I just I don't know how else to explain it, but it just was something that felt so good to know if I put the work in, it's going to happen and, and I'll know what to do when, you know, when those decisions need to be made, whether they're the right thing at the right time. I think the theme of your podcast is like, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. But when you know it, you execute, girl. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Just go, you know, if nothing, you just move forward, right? You know, that, that is the key. And that's, you know, one thing that I talk about too with when, when someone talks to me about, gosh, I don't know, you know, I've thought about public speaking or whatever. And, and I talk about the speaker lab. One thing that when I first you know, was, um, you know, like I said, took part in that Facebook live event. And then afterwards, then you talk to someone from the speaker lab. And I was really nervous because it's an investment, right? And my biggest concern was like, oh, please don't, I don't want to sign up for this. And then it's a bunch of YouTube videos or, you know, whatever. And, and that was, that was my biggest hurdle. And when I finally said, you know what, I need to go for it. And, you know, I need to have confidence in myself that I'm making a good decision. And I did it. And, Thank goodness it wasn't that. It's lots of resources. It's a process. Um, it's so much more than I ever could have imagined. Um, but you have to take the first step. 
you have to go for it, you know? I mean, I think that's the hardest thing is sometimes our fear of, am I doing the right thing is, you know, should I be doing this now? What are the pros and cons? And sometimes you just got to let go, you know, and that's when beautiful things happen. No, it's true. And there's, there's so many people who listen and they, they email us and they're like, Oh, I love the podcast. I wish, I wish I could just jump in. I know I want to be a speaker, but like, there's this, there's, I mean, there's a lot of things that can hold us back. But when you really, truly believe in yourself and you know that you're meant for this, you're not going to let anything hold you back. Right. And so, you know, you have to find out what you don't know so that you can start implementing the right steps to condense time so you can get on those stages and write the books and, you know, fulfill your dreams of having your own business. But it starts with a yes. And listen, that's not always easy. It's scary. It's scary. Um, but it's worth it when you lean in. And I, I think, you know, again, kudos to you for not only just saying yes, but really being open and available to all of the resources and, um, you know, lack of a better word, but really being a sponge and taking everything in and executing step by step, not, not these huge leaps and bounds, but really honoring the process and taking it step by step, because that's what breeds success. That's absolutely true. Because I will say, you know, especially when you first get started, you're first get started, you're so excited, right? And you just, okay, I want to go speak, you know, <laughs> let me start contacting people. And you really kind of, you do have to like, you hold yourself back a little bit and say, okay, like, let me take this step by step as they take you through it. And what I found is that once I got over that initial excitement and kind of, you know, calm myself down a little bit, if you will, um, I really enjoyed the process. You know, I mean, I, it felt like at every step, you know, like I keep talking about, like, oh, I didn't think of that. Um, but it and it really felt like I was moving forward because sometimes, too, you get into something that you try and you're like, I feel like I'm just treading water. But you never feel like this because it is a process and you take it step by step and you can see that you're working towards something, you know, that you're building something. And I think that's what really resonated with me with the process. And I think that's why it works, right? Definitely. Well, I think too, for you, um, because you went through the process in the manner that you're saying, you, you trusted the process, you went through it as it's designed, you know, our, our number one goal is to get you clarity. What is the problem that you're solving, right? And when you have that clarity, I was talking to somebody today about that, um, another coach, I'm like, it's amazing when a student has the clarity and they could see where this can possibly go, they become unstoppable. But when a student skips and tries to hop and just wants leads and just wants this, they're the ones who are always like, this is frustrating. This is, you know, and, and, and it's, it's just, it's a matter of saying, you know, listen, we got you trust us. I, it's, it's frustrating because you're not doing the process as design. And when we get them to follow suit, it's amazing how, um, they have that clarity, they have that confidence and they're like, all right, this is, this is happening. So, and you know, that's a great point too, because I think that's the other, um, I don't know, misconception or whatever that I had is that I, I thought I knew exactly what I was going to talk about. Right. And it was just a matter of going through this process, but the first part of the process is like, okay, what are you going to talk about and why should they care? Right. And where my message was when I started is much different than it is today. You know, like I talked about earlier, my story kind of starts with learning how to co-parent. So I was going through a difficult time, going through a divorce and all of that. And I had a lot of that in my 
keynote in the beginning. And as I went through the process and like, okay, so what? Why do they care? It really kind of helped me hone down like, okay, it's not about the divorce. It's not about, you know, really deeply into the co-parenting. It's about those insights I learned and how they applied beyond, right? And so that was a big um, aha for me as well is um, letting the process work because it it got me down to um, a message that, oh, that's why they care. You know, here's their so what, right? Um, That went much beyond where I had started. So that was a really important part of the process too. Yeah, that's huge. And that, you know, that's the coaching and being available for the coaching and, um, you know, really helping yourself, like have that coach ask you those questions and pull out of you what's in there. Just have to organize it, you know, like it's already there. It's just a matter of organizing it. So, and you have to be open too. you know, I mean, there, there were parts of it at times when I would get feedback that it's like, okay, this, this feels like one of those, I'm not sure why the audience would care about this. And because it was personal to me, I would have a time. Yeah, but it's important, you know, and, but when I did let go and then find out what the real message was that, that did resonate, it felt a lot better. But you do have, sometimes you do have to let go. You know, sometimes you feel you take it a little personally and, and you really have to get in the mindset of of the audience. You know, as I I work in marketing and so I was like, put your consumer hat on. This isn't about the brand or, you know, what they want to say. This is about what the person you're talking to needs or wants to hear and what resonates with them. So that's a big part of it, too, is being open. Yeah, totally. Uh, Grant always says what what got us here may not get us to our next level, right? So what got you to want to be a speaker may not be all the things that you need to talk about in order to be a speaker. And so that's why the coaching is so important because it does help you organize your content and really put together a nice package where people are going to care that you're, you really are creating a transformation and making an impact. Um, and if you're not, then people are like, why would I spend 45 minutes listening to you? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I always say it's W I I F M what's in it for me. Right. And there's nothing in it for your audience. But yeah, you're, you're awesome. I I so appreciate you taking the time to share your story. I know you're going to inspire so many people, um, especially people who are on the fence, you know, who are like, you know, I I'm almost there. Hopefully you got some people off the fence. Um, but we really appreciate you. We're celebrating you and, uh, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited. And, you know, I thank you so much, too, for um, the process and and all of the encouragement and everything. This is it's just been a great experience. And if you're thinking about it, just do it. Take a leap of faith. There you go. Thanks, everyone. Hope you have a great day. All right. There you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.